0: Hello there. Well, you have decided to listen to the Contractor Soapbox podcast again, it seems. If you're new here, I am Robert Tidwell. I'm the owner of Mitten Landscape and Design in the mid-Michigan area. And I have been doing this for nine episodes now. So this is the Contractor Soapbox podcast. Today we're going to talk about budgeting, numbers, knowing your numbers. So first off, let's go over, I guess, what Vicki and I do. Vicki uh, is my wife. She is part owner of this wonderful landscaping business that we own. And we've made some changes, a lot of changes along the way. And going over the budget is one of the big things that really helps decide where those changes need to be made and when they need to be made so for example you know last year we had really talked about getting rid of the mowing and lawn care side of the business I've said this many times before and I'll probably say it many times later but we did decide to do that so now we are an installation company only design build Uh, Yes, we do some mulch and bed cleanup, things like that, but no mowing or lawn care, no maintenance work anymore. So what helps with figuring out things like that, or if you are still on the mowing side, um, going over your budget as a whole really does help with that. So every year what we do is we sit down for, I think about four days to go over Goals for the upcoming year, goals for three years out, and goals for five years out, and out of those three or four days, we spend a whole day pretty much going over the budget for the upcoming year. Now, for us, uh, we've done it a couple different ways, but it really does help now that we have LMN as our CRM software and estimating software. Uh, because they have the budgeting tool built in and I will say after doing it other ways that we have before we've just done it in Excel and gone line by line um, the LMN side of the the budgeting side of LMN really is a is a great tool to have because it shows you averages average percentages for uh, around North America or whoever uses you know their their software. So what we do is we go over the previous year cost, you know, did we go over budget somewhere, which by that time, we already know where we went up over on or under on. But we're just kind of reviewing the last year. We want to see the actual physical numbers. Uh, for us, we have all of that in QuickBooks, which is a great tool to have. But we go over that and then we say, okay, well, if we know advertising was, let's say, uh, $5,000 last year, where did we spend most of that money on and where are we going to spend most of our money on for advertising this year? Uh, for us, um, we have it broken down as I'm looking at our budget um, in LMN. Um, We have it broken down, down to marketing for uh, truck stickers, yard signs, things like that, Facebook, Google, uh, EDDM. Um, I know a lot of people don't do the EDDM, and I will say for us, it has done a great job. Pretty much, Google is the top one for us for advertising, and then... The EDDM, which if you don't know what that is, that's the uh, postcards, the Every Door Direct Mail. Um, there's other options out there as far as getting mailers out, so they aren't going to the correct people that that you want them to. Uh, but we generally just go through a service called Primo Print, and they've always done a great job for us. They've always printed high-quality postcards like we want, and uh, I design those. It's not, you know, something that we just pull off, but each each time we do it, I, I design a different one and uh, send that out. So we go over the previous year's cost and then we say, okay, well, this year we're going to spend this much on whatever category it may be. If we know our insurance is going to be going up a little bit, which it does go up a little bit every year, we have to account for that within our overhead um and if we know material cost is gonna go up, which we know material cost goes up, job supplies go up, because every year we're growing a little bit at a time as far as our top line number and hopefully the bottom line number every year. Um, So we have to account for that as well. Uh, Credit card processing fees, That's another one that goes under overhead, and then equipment cost as well, of course. If you know that you're buying a new skid steer or even a a compactor, you know, you have to account for that within the budget, so when you do these estimates, you know uh, that you have to cover for that as well if it already wasn't being covered for uh, within a budget before so you were saving up now within this budget review we also look at the previous year division revenue so by division revenue i mean so the landscaping side of it the mowing side if you will the hardscaping side which is you know your paver patios retaining walls the landscape lighting which we actually clump that into the hardscaping division and then also drainage as well Uh, drainage solutions as we call it so we want to know last year how much did we make on that did we make a hundred thousand dollars hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it and where do we want to be this year so for example i'm going to just click into ours real quick and so let's see here we wanted to double our landscaping side of the business this year. Since we got rid of mowing, we did quite a big leap on that. So this year our forecast or our goal was double from, well, I guess just over, just a little under double actually. So last year we were at, you know, right around 50 and this year we're right around 100 for our goal. And then on and on from there now one thing that is different last year we were not keeping track of our drainage solely we had i think we just stuck that underneath the hardscaping so it was a little more difficult to see what we what we sold last year on the drainage side of it but this year we wanted to keep that as a different Division and it has a different cost code within our uh, softwares that we have. So the software is again LMN and QuickBooks. Now LMN we are not receiving any sort of payment or anything like that we just we've had it for a few years now and absolutely love it so if you want to use something else that's completely up to you i know there's plenty of different crms and estimating softwares out there and it really does depend on what your preference is and if you are in one right now i know it is very difficult to change because we have done that uh, a couple times now changing uh, the first first time wasn't too bad really. Uh, but when we made the change over to LMN, it definitely was quite the change and it took a lot and we still don't even use LMN to its fullest and we should probably learn more. In fact, we, we definitely should learn more about it to get on onto that efficiency side of it. So then the last thing that we go over with the budget is last year's gross profit and net profit, and then also what our goals are for gross profit and net profit this year. Now, by gross profit, I mean what did we make before expenses? And it's kind of broken down a couple different ways. So if we say, okay, we sold last year $400,000 worth of uh, services, so mowing, obviously, last year, um... Landscaping, hardscaping, things like that. What did we make on it after materials and everything else were sold? So you know your your patios, your plants, the gas that goes into the equipment, the equipment that you had to buy, okay, so there's that side of it. Um, and then obviously, making sure yourself is paid. so you you should always make sure that you are paying yourself. Um, and make sure that is a livable wage. We made that mistake numerous times um, in the past where we weren't really paying ourselves because we wanted to make sure we were feeding feeding the, the business itself, um, making sure the business had the money, but in the long run we weren't paying ourselves very much at all and it, it just doesn't work out and that's a problem definitely. And then net profit, so after we're paid, so Vicki and I, our employees are paid, everything is paid for all the vendors, all the suppliers, uh, insurance, gas, everything like that. Everything is paid. What is that bottom line number, meaning net profit, and what was the percentage of that? Um, for each industry, I know it's a little bit different. In mowing, we always found that it, it had a lower profit margin which I've heard that across the board from pretty much everybody I've talked to on the mowing side that it always has a lower profit margin over installation-type work, design-build-type work. So you kind of have to figure out where you want to be there. Um, and if you need some advice on that, you can always, again, DM me on Instagram at Mitten Landscape Design. So uh next thing that I have here in my notes is going over the numbers throughout the year. If you wait until that budget review in December or January to go over your numbers throughout the year, then you're in trouble. You have to go over the numbers throughout the year. And I, I say this from experience. We had a couple years there where we did not go over the numbers throughout the year. We just said, all right, we're making money. You know, we made $40 on this lawn every week. We made a hundred hours on this lawn every week. And then we just sold a paver patio job for $10,000 and we're doing great. Um, in all reality, you don't know if you're doing great or not. You have to go over the numbers throughout the year. And then you need to make adjustments in your budget after you go over those numbers, because you may have an area that you've gone over a little bit. Uh, We have one area this year. I know we went a little bit over on advertising. We decided to do a home show and we went all out with it because it was our first one uh, that we've really done. We've done another one, but it was kind of a small town kind of home show. This one was big. It was in a larger city in our area. We decided to have two booths with both of them having patios and pergola or privacy wall uh, fire pits things like that Uh, we went way over and then we went a little bit over on the trucks just because we did not realize when we were making the budget how expensive a truck wrap was and then we kind of got caught up in the whole truck wrap thing and uh, we ended up with a full wrap and didn't plan originally on getting a full wrap on our uh, new ram that we had purchased last year So you got to make adjustments. Another item is gas for sure. I'm sure a lot of people this year have gone over on their fuel budget. We definitely have. Uh, And we make those adjustments within our daily charges on our trucks throughout the year as well. Because gas just kept going up and up and up. And then it went down for a little bit. Uh, Diesel was definitely our biggest killer this year. Between the diesel truck that we have and then the skid steer and then some of the rental stuff had uh, diesel as well. So the mini skid and everything. So you, you just have to make those adjustments throughout the year and say, okay, well, if we're still on track to sell, let's say 250, 500, 750, whatever it may be for the year. If you're on track for that, but you've gone over budget somewhere and you say, okay, I want to make sure I'm making at least a 20% net profit for the year, then you've got to find somewhere where you can go a little leaner on, you know, uh, maybe you do need to back off that advertising. And if you are booked up for the year, that's great for you. Um, you know, keep trying to sell so you can get some more work for next year and maybe you don't have to work as hard for advertising or advertise as much for next year But you got to get lean somewhere if you're on track and you still want to make the numbers that you have written in your budget. Or in some cases, you can raise your profit margin within your estimates to try and make up for some of those costs as well. But either way, adjustments do have to be made within that budget. Last or not last thing, I've got a couple more things actually. So a accountant, find a good one. I realize if you're first, if this is your first, second year maybe, um, you may just have whatever accountant you've used for the last however long when you were working somewhere, but find a good one that actually knows what to do with an actual business return. You don't want to get caught up into an accountant that doesn't know what they're doing. So, for example, uh, our first year, Vicki was doing our taxes, which she had done for years, just went online, simple and easy, and it didn't, I mean, we, we got a return, so I figured we were all good, but she didn't feel comfortable about it, so then the second year, I believe it was, we ended up hiring an accountant based on somebody that I used to work with it was their daughter or something like that and they were a good accountant for a while for us but as we grew they were not the best accountant for us so we didn't really know that in the beginning but hey it works great if you can find one that that will work with you but the one you start with will definitely not be the one that you continue to use more than likely so now we're with a new accountant we've been with him for a couple of years now um he's great and he does our taxes obviously he gives Vicki the estimated cost for quarterlies which make sure you are paying quarterlies do not wait till the end of the year it, you have to pay your quarterly taxes or else you can Have other costs that come along with that Or have a large surprise At the end of it Um, Sometimes we do pay a little bit over On our quarter lease And then we end up getting a return Or we just float them over to The the next year You know, the next quarter that gets paid Once the taxes are actually done In April, March, whatever it may be Whenever he gets done with them They're obviously done before time So and then he also gives us advice, and we can email him at any point in time. So like at the beginning of this year, he had talked to us and said, hey, you may want to switch from LLC to S-Corp. And he explained to us all those benefits for doing so. And from what I remember, because I'm not the expert at it, he is, and that's why we hire him. You want to hire the expert in it and not just trust yourself. You don't want to do it yourself on everything within the business. Anyways, the S-Corp, we are paid under payroll to where the LLC, we could not be paid under payroll. We were just doing owner withdrawals. And In the end, with the S-Corp, based on how much you're paying yourself, from what I understand, it helps you with the self-employment taxes. If you're an escort based on whatever you're taking out, because as an LLC, if I remember right, you, let's say your net profit is $50,000, all of that 50, even if you didn't take it out kind of falls on you. if, If that's what I remember correctly, again, I'm not the expert at accounting. That is our accountant's side of it. So now bookkeeping, uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing the bookkeeping yourself, there's plenty of services out there. Um, I've heard of quite a few of them personally. Vicki actually does all of our bookkeeping. She uses QuickBooks, which again is a big change. We've made mistakes in the past with this. Uh, It used to be where... The first year we sat down in November and said, okay, let's get all of our receipts together, go through our bank account and try to categorize all these expenses and bet you half of them could be wrong, but we're going to figure this out. And then we just put it in Excel and some categories and send it off to our accountant that we had at the time. Yeah, that doesn't work. Don't do that. Don't do that. You'll spend a week trying to go through that and trying to figure out if this receipt was for an equipment fuel or if it was for truck fuel or what was it for because then you're going to hope that you actually have that receipt and maybe you can remember and all these other things don't do that get the receipt put it in uh, our system for it right now, and as I said, it changes as we go, but our system for it right now, so we have cards for a couple of our employees, I have a card myself, Vicky has a card, um, and in a later podcast we could, if you're interested in it, we can definitely get into what kind of card we use or anything like that, but the way we use it is WhatsApp, uh, I'm sure you've probably heard of it by now, but So we set up groups within WhatsApp for the business. So we have one that just goes out to everybody within the business. Um, And it's just like announcements like, hey, yesterday was a rain day, for example. So I was able to easily just go in there at six in the morning and say, hey, we're canceled for today. It's a rain day. It's going to be pouring all day. See you tomorrow morning. Uh, We have another group for photos. So when projects are being done or completed photos can be sent in through there Uh, and then we have another group for receipts and expenses so what the guys do let's say for example they fill up their truck in the morning in the middle day whatever whenever it is Um, it used to be when we were mowing everybody just filled up at the end of the day and they filled up their gas cans or whatever it was but anyway so they get the receipt they write on top of it with a pin that's in the truck, which trying to keep pins in the truck I found is very difficult for some reason, but here nor there. So they write on it, truck gas, P9, you know. Um, so we know P9 is our 2013 Sierra 2500. And that way Vicki can see it, okay, when she goes into it. So I think she has a day, once a week usually that she goes through the expenses that need to be reconciled within QuickBooks, and she can pull that up, go to that date, and say, okay, Scott spent $120 filling up P9 today, or that, that day, whatever it may be, and she knows where to categorize that. So that's one way of doing it. That's the way that she prefers to do it. I've had other thoughts on it, but she does the bookkeeping. So that's the way we're going to do it. And it seems to work very well because the guys can easily just send it in. Then she's got little portfolio folder things in the trucks, whether it's in the glove box or the center console for them to put those receipts in. So she can also collect those whenever she collects them. Um, Another thing with the receipts too is, so for example, yesterday I had to go to the nursery, pick up some plants real quick. Um, She was actually in the truck with me at that point, but she still sent it in, so she wrote on there, job supplies, and then wrote the, the customer's last name on it, so she knew not only was it job supplies, but it was also for this specific job, and then she sent it in herself, so then she's not having to look for it, even though she was the one that filled it out, and then... So the last thing that I will talk about is job numbers. Okay, so when you go in and estimate a job in the past, they've always pretty much stayed the same. You know that blues are going to cost you. So Teko blue, pavers, HD2, whatever, slate collection is going to cost you $549, let us say this year that's been very different so in the past though you go over that at the end of the job you know you were given the pricing at the beginning of the spring pretty much everything has stayed the same i mean we every now and then you may have had you know the six double a limestone went up by a buck a yard or a ton that's not a huge deal this year's definitely different so right now what we're having to do or we've had to do this year is okay holland stone we quoted it at 390 a square foot now it's four dollars a square foot which doesn't seem bad 10 cents a square foot difference but if you do a thousand square feet of that it can start getting more expensive and then you have to let the customer know that, yes, your estimated price was, let's say, $50,000. Now it's $51,000 because in all reality, you should not be eating that $1,000. It is an estimate. We do put it in our agreement at the bottom of our estimate that gets attached with it. So whenever somebody prints it out or views it as a PDF online or on their email, it does say within that agreement that we cannot guarantee pricing certainly due to the recent inflation and just crazy world that we live in doesn't say exactly that but the crazy world that we live in we cannot guarantee those prices Uh, another one has definitely been fuel surcharges so when we make our order to our supplier a month ahead of time most of the time sometimes it's only two weeks sometimes it could be a week depending on if it's just a small little job we're sneaking in there so you have to look over that beforehand, so you can tell the customer, Hey, I know that we told you it was 50, but it's actually 51 or 52, whatever it may be. And then they can say, okay, now nine times out of 10, I would say, and probably more than that, that customer is just going to say, okay, they could give you pushback though. And then you have to have that hard conversation with them on, sorry, this is the cost. And then You have to go over and say, you have to decide with yourself as well if if you want to continue that, if they're going to argue with that. We haven't had that issue at all this year. Uh, I had one guy say, well, is it going to go up anymore? And I said, no, it's not going to go up anymore because we already know this is it. You know, it's already on the truck coming to you next week. So we're all good there so we personally haven't had anybody say well i just want to cancel the job because it the price increased by a thousand dollars which uh i think we have had one increase by maybe fifteen hundred dollars and we didn't worry about that too much we let them know and they just kind of blew it off and and no big deal because by the time the project was over with they had already added another eight thousand dollars worth of items on their services on there so at the end of the job though you a lot of these jobs at least if not all of them you need to look over and and see did you go over on base did you go over on dirt for us personally the biggest thing that we go over on is topsoil because we do repair the lawn on on the job site as well you can put down plywood you can put down everything you're still going to damage their lawn um and, and we tend to Not every time, but there are at least a few times we do go over on that, or there have been times where we have gone over on disposal as well. Um, I will say, personally for me, uh, when it comes to landscaping, for some reason, I don't know what it is, I can have trouble figuring out how much disposal comes out of a property to tear out and redo beds or make new beds, whatever it may be. And I've gotten better about it, but that's one of those items that I do have trouble on. Um, So if you are dumping on your shop property, then great. You're not losing out on that much except for the time that it takes for the driver to bring it. And if it's you, you're still losing out on that time because, well, you should be one of the highest paid people there, if not the highest paid person there out in the field. So you're still losing out on that time. But if you're dropping off of your shop, it is a little bit easier. If you're taking it to a landfill, that can really hurt you if you are off on disposal. So you got to look at the the numbers of the job at the end of it, and certainly your larger jobs. And and to you, your larger jobs may be $5,000, depending on where you're at. It could be $2,000, or it could be $300,000, whatever. But just look at those jobs at the end and say, okay, well, this is where I messed up, or this is where... We said we're going to use 20 yards of black dirt, but we ended up only using 15 yards of black dirt and just kind of learn from those experiences and get used to that. So when you are measuring and when you are looking at a property for estimates, you do know where you need to improve on. And if you come out making a little extra money, then great. But if you're losing money, then you're just hurting yourself in the end and you're taking money out of your own pocket. So... Again, that's just my two cents, I guess you could say on knowing your numbers. It's definitely something I could talk more and more about, but that's where I'm gonna stop for today. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can always DM me at Mitten Landscape Design on Instagram. Uh, and from there I will or you will hear from me next Wednesday. Have a good night.